Welcome back. Episode 42 40, of the Great 43. Season. 43. 43? Jeez. Why do we always get this wrong? I don't know. Actually, because, I feel like I always get it right and you get it wrong. I, I had been getting it right for most of the time. For for a while there, remember, you didn't even know what episode it was. But yeah, now, now you're getting close. This was back in the 20s. Oh, okay. This was like okay. half a year ago. I'm going to double check it like we do every week to make sure we're right. Because uh, we did... 42. Didn't we talk about Orlando Thomas? No, we didn't. What are we episode are we on? 43? I think 43. We've done 44, so this would be 45, minus the two bonus episodes. Episode 43, we never talked about Orlando. Okay. Well, Orlando he's not. Thomas. He's 42. Yeah. Yeah, we never talked about him. Okay, but we did 42 already. Yeah. Okay, but so it's 43. Talked. So you were wrong. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong. Anyways, episode 43, you got, uh, got any 43s? Uh, no. Trent Richardson? Was he 43? Okay. I think so. Yeah. I, I that's so. a garbage number. Yeah, there's I mean, no like a fullback. It's a fullback, yeah, number. or a DB, and now, probably a safety, and probably one that's not very good. And nowadays, you know, the random linebackers can be 43. Oh, 42, Ben Gideon. Oh, terrible. Maybe we talk. Did we? I don't think we talked about okay, Ben Gideon okay. either. But uh, I think it's Trent Richardson. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that was his number, but probably. Yeah, we'll we'll just roll with that. The uh, the Trent Richardson episode. Uh, he was not. No, no. This uh, is just—we're just giving terrible information out right bad. off the bat. Yeah. This is real bad. But uh, <laughs> this this uh, terrible introduction is brought to you by Overtime Media. Yeah, they're proud of us. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're gonna love it. A little, little banter at the beginning, uh, and it's also brought to you by My Pillow, uh, which is one of my favorite pillows. I sleep with it all I the time. I call you like one of my favorite pillows. Like, let's just say it's your favorite pillow, Ryan. You know, uh, do you use bad. another pillow? No, I do you really for don't. like couch pillows no, and like like. No, I really don't. So it's your I favorite hate, pillow. It is my favorite pillow because I hate the one over at Taylor's. <laughs> Garbage pillow. Um, Wait, but, you kept saying Trent Richardson? Yeah. A Viking? Oh, not Trent Richardson. His name Richardson. is Tony. Tony Richardson. And he's number 49. 49s. I knew it was in the 40s a garbage number. My bad. <laughs> 43 seed, right? Oh, we lost every listener in the first two minutes. They're gone. They're you gone. Think so? Oh, they heard, they heard just terrible. Trent, they heard terrible. Trent Richardson. And like, Trent oh, Richardson. We didn't know what episode we were on. 43. Uh, thinking it's uh, Tony Richardson, the fullback. Yeah, Trent Richardson sucked. Oh, that was bad. Traded for a first round pick. Yeah, was that two years after? I mean, he had the decent. He had one. Like, yeah, yeah. Everyone was like, "Oh, Trent Richardson's because we good." He was taking like third overall, wasn't he? Yeah, they traded up. They with traded us. up with us. Yeah, in the Mac yeah. Khalil draft. Yep, yep, yep. Now that is true. Now that you know, I'll stand by that one. <laughs> traded in front of us. And we These are Khalil. facts. Yeah, those are 100%. cold hard facts. That's that's the real stuff. Anyways, mypillow.com. My pillow. My favorite pillow. Your favorite pillow. My favorite pillow. Uh, go there. Use the promo code Grapes. Get a deal on all kinds of stuff. You got you know pillows. Mattresses, mattress toppers, roll and goes. Right now they're doing bed sheets, fifty percent off. Ooh. Get yourself some Giza bed sheets. You know, Ooh, sounds comfortable. Nice Ten year warranty, thirty oh, really? day money, no, sixty that, day money back guarantee. Now, does that come with the uh, the actual mattress sheet and uh, yeah, you cover, get you get the uh, fitted sheet, sheet, you get the top sheet, you get a couple pillowcases. I think you get only one if you get the smaller, like a twin or a twin XL. But you get two if you get the bigger sizes. So oh, that's you know, nice. If, if you don't like it, you just you know get your money back. You know, I might so. actually have to use promo code Grapes to get me promo some code Grapes. Delightful. MyPillow.com, promo code Grapes, or call uh, 1-800-308-1299. Nailed it. Um, so this is week two of training camp. Yeah, it's, it's August 4th, Sunday, you know, just to kind of give you an idea. Uh, they had the night practice last night. Yeah, day off today. So I okay. think they're just about halfway through training camp. Oh. First preseason game will be next, is it Saturday? 
I believe it's Saturday. So yes. a week from about a week from now. Um, so we're just gonna kind of go through and talk about training camp Friday night because remember we were talking about uh, Waconia softball tournament. Oh, where are we? And, I, and I, oh, I think you might have left already. But we were talking yeah. about uh, being able to watch the game, but hoping we don't have softball that night. Gotcha. Yeah, it is Friday, seven okay. o'clock at Saints. Teddy B. Teddy, Teddy B. B. Hero. Good deal. Warrior. Um, um, much needed day off. Uh, yesterday it sounded like uh, there. Uh, there was a little couple scuffles yes. going on between Stefan Diggs and Mac, Mac and, and Xavier Rhodes. Rhodes was just like, I heard Rhodes was just like chirping him from the sideline. So I Ooh. think Zimmer had to play to pull Diggs aside and get him over there. And just okay, it's enough of that. So yeah. um, I think they're ready to start hitting some other players, not their own. Yep, yep. This is uh, which I mean, it always happens. You always get those little scuffles. Sometimes last year it was it was Diggs and Rhodes, right? They got into it last yeah, year. It was yeah, Diggs and Rhodes. Yep. So. He's probably just giving him shit again. Well, I mean, I guess uh, Mac kind of pushed him after a play. That's what know, I heard, yeah. I didn't and, see it. You but. know, like, I, I, I get it. You know, you're playing football, a little, little shoving's out. But, you know, after the whistle's dead, you're on the same team. Don't yeah. shove your star player. Yeah, don't shove Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I mean, what... I like Mac. Diggs a little more important. Don't yeah, be shoving Diggs. You know, I mean, the... A total Vikings thing that would happen is Max shoves Diggs and he, you know, rolls his ankle what or was, tweaks his knee. What was the Treadwell one a couple of years ago? Didn't he, like, someone, like, punched someone or something and he, like, bashed his hand or something stupid where that. it's, like, just typical, like, well, Treadwell, really. It was like, dude, come on. Yeah, like, don't don't be mash, bashing my boy Treadwell. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Um, but, yeah. Um, so we'll talk training camp. It's been, yeah, like you said, like, we're halfway through it. So we'll kind of go through each... Uh, each position, maybe, and just kind of talk about who's uh, who's looking good, who's looking bad, who's if anyone's moving up the depth chart that we heard. There's mm-hmm. no official depth chart out yet. Yeah. Um, I was reading right before we started recording that we didn't release our depth chart to like four days before our first preseason game. Okay. So Monday is kind of like when people are kind of expecting it to come out. Okay, so like after tomorrow. the day, yeah, so I'm yeah. sure all the that coaches are getting together, going, "Hey, where should we yeah. move guys?" And like at this point, is the, I don't know how much the depth chart matters because I feel like they're still giving the veterans a bit of the like benefit of the doubt and being like, "Okay, the rookies, the young guys, got to earn their spot." You know, we're not even in the first be, game yet. So. Yeah, like the young guys could just be you know flashing, but it's like, how consistent are you going into this week and on the game? Yeah, we haven't seen you in any game. We're not just gonna also be like, "All right, you're second on the depth chart," unless yeah. you're like you know Garrett Bradbury, who it's like, "Hey, dude, you're our center." Yep. So we're we're rolling with it. Um. Yeah. So do we want to just jump into the offense or something? Maybe talk about. Uh, yeah. Um. One thing that just popped in my head. Uh. You sent me that video of the voyage. Speaking of Garrett Bradbury. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. It's something you can find on YouTube. It's kind of like a mini hard knocks kind of thing. Yeah. You know, a lot of teams were doing these. Like I know Cardinals did like flight plan, and there was like all these ones. And I was like, why are the Vikings not doing one of these? They're like awesome. And like clearly, the Vikings can choose what content is in there. So it's like. You're not going to give away any secrets or anything, so like, yeah. why not? And yeah, they're doing one this year, so it's called the Voyage. Yeah, YouTube Vikings.com. I'm sure it's on there wherever. But uh, what did you about Bradbury? Did, yeah, it was just interesting how uh, uh, they're kind of waiting for the Giants, and they're talking about the Giants who were right ahead of us, saying you know they could either take a tackle or a center here, mm-hmm. and then they took Dexter Lawrence, and then it's like uh, Spielman's like, we're not trading down. Yeah, we're not freaking trading down or something like that. He yep. said, well, it's funny, yeah, because before they were, they did. Like, when the Giants on the clock, they clearly wanted Bradbury, and if they weren't going to get Bradbury, he was like already looking at trade offers. Yeah, and he had just asked someone like, "Hey, what did they offer again?" Yep. And then someone just said like in the background, they're like, "Dexter Lawrence got taken," you know, and he's like, "All right, never mind, Bradbury. We're yeah. not, we're not trading we're, down. We're not freaking trading down." Yeah, which is interesting because uh, me and you were kind of like Bradbury or Dillard because like you know you could draft the tackle, move Reef inside, and but I think they were kind of dead set on 
Yeah, it seemed like they were Brad dead Murray. set on Bradbury. Yeah. And because uh, I remember Spielman went over to the side. Don't know who he mentioned it to, but he's just like, ooh, that was close. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah. they clearly really liked Bradbury. Mm-hmm. Like 18, 18 for a center. And they're like, you know, could go either way. They're like at that right spot where people are like, all right, first center taken at 18, uh-huh. early 20s, whatever. Good spot. It'd be um, interesting to see, because obviously it's edited for them to like not give anything away too much, you know? It was still cool to see, but, like, I wonder had they been filming them, you know, which I'm sure they were, they just didn't add that content. Like, at pick 10, were they still just, like, Bradbury, Bradbury? Or was it, like, if Lindstrom's there, we're going to get him. Yeah. And then the Falcons take him. And then it's, like, okay, Bradbury now, you know? Because, obviously, they're going to make it look like Bradbury was our guy all along. Yeah. But it would have been, yeah, it would be nice to see the entire, like, draft room, like, scenario. Just to, yeah, just to actually see. Give me the six-hour content. Yeah, give me the coach's film, (laughs) bird's eye view of what actually happened. But when the Giants were on the clock, Bradbury was our guy. So it is, like, that is cool to, like, know it wasn't, like, a panic, like, I guess we'll take Bradbury. They took, you know, some guy we wanted or something, so... That's cool. I, I think they. What do they come out every Monday now? Is that I what think it was? It's every so Monday, that'll yeah. be interesting to see. They'll probably start doing some training camp stuff. And yep. and I noticed uh, after I was done watching it, the uh, the Wolves do one. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that'll be cool if, yeah. for Wolves fans and everything like that. Mm-hmm. If you like the Wolves, they've kind of got one of the same things going on. Yeah, I feel like all those every team's like realize like fans want some of this behind the scenes stuff. You know, yeah, especially like I mean, everyone loves Hard Knocks, and then uh, Amazon now does all the or nothing. nothing. Yeah, series. those are super good. Those too. are always yeah. a lot of fun mm-hmm. to watch. Um, but yeah, so um, just a little snippet that I thought was kind of cool, and you guys can watch that if you are looking for a little Hard Knocks. Behind I the think scenes. starts is that tonight? Or no, I think it's like the eighth. I think it's the eighth next Sun or next Thursday or whatever. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but it's not. It's soon. I got it. Can't wait. Raiders. L- love me some Gruden. Yeah, he'll be good. He'll be good on yeah, it. That'll be a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll jump back into uh, training camp. Training what camp the buzz stuff. is, you know, uh, I went to one practice. Um, but last like, su- last yeah, it was Sunday. a while ago. It was, yeah, it was a week ago. Yeah. And then it just reading articles, you know, being on Twitter, like reading what everyone's seeing. Cause there's some people that are just there every day, just writing like, who's looking good. Who's looking bad. Who's getting, like you said, they didn't release a depth chart, but like, you know, who's getting those second team snaps, who's falling back. So, um, and like when I was there, like if we just want to jump into the offense, like, man, are they really bootlegging like every play? It I, is very, very like, uh, 49er like like Shanahan I mean it's much different than DiFilippo who is a lot of shotgun a lot of just drop back passing like I feel like every pass I watched at practice or every play it was either an outside zone or bootleg off it like it was and he looked good he looked I mean the Kirk Cousins looked pretty mobile with it it looks like he's comfortable back there see that's the thing like he's not super slow but when when DiFilippo had him in shotgun a lot like he's not He's not that super mobile guy where he's going to extend plays by rolling out. But if you move the pocket with him, that's kind of like where he excels. Mm-hmm. And you get more of that mo- mobility out of him. It's like, it's like once you drop back and just stop, he's not going anywhere. He's kind of stuck. But if you're if the whole play design is like a boot, he can like throw on the run and move. Yep. But like if your design is to like just drop back in a five-step drop or seven-step drop, and then it's like get the ball out and no one's open, he's not going to like be Rodgers and go make a play. Yeah. So it's... It's really more about like a design movement, which he's been doing his whole career besides last year, really. Yeah, Zimmer was talking about uh, when when you're creating an offense, it's not about like what you do well, it's what, what your quarterback does well. Yeah. He said they kind of got away from it last year uh, with Kirk Cousins where 
back in Washington, this is kind of what he was doing. Yeah. So they brought in Kubiak to kind of help Stefanski with those sort of, sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's it's nice because he was talking about, you know, he throws on the run really, really well. He uh, is really good at play action. So that's a lot of the stuff we're incorporating in this year's offense. Yeah, like and actually playing his strengths. Yeah, and that, and that stuff's a lot more fun for me to watch, I think, rather than just sitting back and shotgun, five-step drop, you know, throw the ball 10, 15 yards. I mean, if it were to work, like, yeah, if like, he was like, good at it, I mean, I but like it just it was the play. I just enjoy like you I know, also, intricate play designs. Yeah. Like it's fun watching the Niners or this or the Rams. Yeah, yeah, or, I mean, or even the Patriots. They may do a lot of shots. They do a ton of, but they yeah. have a lot of movement. Yeah. Pre-snap I'm sure. Like, and I'm sure DiFilippo had some like pretty decent plays and stuff. But it's like, dude, it just didn't work with your team. And also, I really hate shotgun runs. Yeah, like I don't know. They seem to work pretty good in college, but like. We were terrible at him, and we did him all the time. I just, I'd rather just get my running back running forward, yeah, than like it, it, getting it the gives, ball and. Yeah, well, it gives the uh, running back more time to like, you know, decide where he goes when you do it. You know, where he's seven yards back, rather instead of being right next to you. Yeah, you know, all of a sudden he gets the ball, and that's when you get like the little dancing, like, oh, where am I going? Yeah, I feel like they dance a lot when they're in the shotgun, and also, I think it was Zimmer was saying that. Shotgun, he, I don't know if it was like any data behind it, but he felt that shotgun play action just doesn't work nearly as good as under center shotgun. Yeah. Because another thing is like, you have to make sure your quarterback is like selling it enough where he's actually like looking down and not, you know, if you're kind of like doing this and looking up while you're faking the handoff, it's yeah. like these linebackers are like, he's not even looking at the handoff. He's he's clearly going to fake this. Where yeah, you like, turn your back completely to the defense when you do one under center. So yeah. it's like, you really can sell it a lot better at least. And you can, you can hide the ball after you Yeah, hide the ball. You make sure you're like, make it look identical. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I definitely saw a ton of that, which makes sense because that's kind of what they've been talking about. I wish someone would just ask. Like uh, Spielman was on; I don't know, he was, he's been on a bunch of places, obviously uh, doing interviews. But like, I know he's not going to answer like completely honestly, but just say like, what was your kind of your guys thinking behind the DeFilippo hire? Was it like we really think these like he Kirk would be good in with all these like RPOs and like which we didn't even really do a lot, but like kind of that Eagle offense, or was it just like you got caught up in the moment? And it was like they just beat us. And he was hyped, us. and like it just like I just what was like the thinking behind it? Because now it's like every chance they get, they just hammer. Like we're back into offense. He's comfortable in. He's you know we're gonna do you know uh, more play action, which he's really good at. It's like where was that thinking last year? Which we didn't even think about it either. No. You know, we didn't know, but like no one really just says so. Like what the hell happened last year? Like I, I you think, decided we're just gonna shove Kirk Cousins into an offense that we don't know he's gonna fit into. Yeah, I think it was. It's kind of like all right, now we've got a quarterback with arm talent. We got. Two elite wide receivers. Yeah, let's, let's go find a young-minded like offensive guru that we think is going to be great, and it just didn't work. I yeah. guess. I, yeah, I think that's kind of like that yeah. had to have been the thinking in mm-hmm. my opinion. And I guess if anyone actually were to ask, you know, Spielman that interview, he's just going to somehow get out of it and go, you know, it's last year we're moving on. You know, we've got blah blah blah. They're yeah. gonna not go Kubiak and Spansky are guys. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, so as far as quarterbacks, Cousins. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to talk about the starters because it's like they look good. You know, yeah. um, I that. Definitely moving around more. I saw at the night practice, someone people posting highlights. He had a couple scrambles, which yep. he did a ton of with the Redskins. Very like Jay Cutler like, like yep. never gonna. You're not gonna worried about you, it. Yeah. Not gonna wow you, but all of a sudden you realize, oh, he's picked up three cheap third down first downs by just scrambling for eight yards. You know, well, and they all kind of sort of stem on like the play action and the bootlegs yep. and everything. You know, he did. Everyone, if they know the play action is there, they just kind of lose Cousins. Like, oh, you know, he's not, like you said, Jake, he's not going to run for uh, six yeah. yards and pick up this third and five or whatever, but Cousins is mo- mobile enough mm-hmm. to do that. And a lot of times after the boot, you boot out, everyone's covered, but they're not worried about you, 
and you just kind of keep running, and you yeah. run for six yards, you know, which could happen all the time. So, and he did that once uh, in like the two minute drill. Yeah. Yesterday. Okay. And uh, you know, you can hear people. Uh, like fans and everything because it was a fan video they're like throw it throw it throw it and he boots out picks up like eight yards and there was like five seconds left on the clock and he got everyone together and he was able spike to spike the ball, the ball and they run like a two minute drill or something yep. yeah so uh, I think Zimmer too was saying you know like Stefanski or Zimmer someone was saying that you know once they start double teaming Diggs and Thielen there's no one accounting for the quarterback yeah. so you gotta be like thinking that I can run because you know some teams you know you play like a Rodgers we probably have someone that's like Bar, that's like keeping an eye on him, keeping him contained, yeah. making sure he's in scramble. Well, no one's really worried all about that with Cousins. And now if they're spending two, two DBs on both of your receivers, like all of a sudden there's seven. There's got to be room for you to just if you can break the pocket to gain some yardage. Yeah. And now you need to like make them actually be aware of you because it seems like last year they basically teams didn't come for it at all because he wasn't doing it at all. Yeah. Which again, I don't know if that was Cousins' mindset or. T. Filippo not really having that kind of built into his game plan at That's all. That's probably what it was. Or yeah. Probably both. Probably a little both. Because we know. were talking about last year, you know, Cousins like super robotic in our opinion. Yeah, so got a like, little if robotic. It's not like kind of yeah. designed for him to be able to wiggle out. He's not even thinking uh-huh. about wiggling out. He's throwing behind himself. Yeah. Um, what game was I watching where he threw one behind? It was not the one where it was Rock Thomas. It was the Diggs one. He oh. threw a screen to Diggs and it was just garbage i don't know was it a bears or a packer game i don't know i think it was in the uh that one brett coleman video he broke down cousins and sort of said it wasn't all his fault and all oh, this stuff yeah might have been in that one but anyways any more on cousins no because um, the rest of the, the backup quarterback situation is kind of interesting yeah we'll we'll go right into that because that's kind of what i wanted to get into at first it was manian and slaughter um splitting second team reps mm-hmm. but uh now it sounds like uh manian's kind of got the second team like to himself. Right now, it's like he's moved into the clear cut backup quarterback. Backup quarterback. Even when I was there a week ago, there was times where it was like, okay, they're running eleven on elevens down here. Cousins and Manning are switching off first and second team. Kyle Slaughter and Jake Brown are down here just doing soft toss. Yeah. You know, so it's like that's not a good. Well, Zimmer said, I don't know. In the last two weeks, he said he's like. Slaughter's a guy where he doesn't seem to practice very well, mm-hmm. but you get him into a game and he just makes plays. Which we all see. You know, like every preseason, it's like, this guy's good. Yeah. But why, why, why doesn't he have the second team to himself? Well, because he doesn't practice very yeah, well. Yeah, apparently he's not that great in practice. And uh, I was following someone on Twitter that said he had struggled the last few days in practice. And then at the night practice, he did good. And it's like, what does he need? Like a little pressure, a crowd? Like, yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, but he's talk to Tom Brady. Yeah, <laughs> he's fallen. I think he's fallen back a little bit. So it's going to come down again to those preseason games. But Jake Browning has, I think, impressed people. Yeah, he's uh, not just like a camp arm. I think they kind of like him. And sounds like he does uh, really good on the the play action yep, and everything. He's rolling out. Yeah. Does really well on the run. There, so. I was listening to them talking about why they picked him, and they're like, his fit for this offense is really good. Like he's mobile. He's good at the play action. He's. I, I think one of like. I mean, I know he doesn't have a canyon arm. He's got like a cousin's arm. But uh, I think one of the biggest knocks on him was, uh, like, touch passes over the middle. Yeah. So, I mean, and I feel like that's something, you know, you work with Stefanski and Kubiak, mm-hmm. both Kubiaks. That's yep. something you can work on. The the the, uh, the mold is there, you know? Yeah. So. And if Kyle Sloter is struggling, like, you could see them cutting him and stick keeping Browning on the 53. Yeah. I mean, I would think at this point right now, if I had to guess, Browning's at least locked himself in a practice squad spot. Like, I think he's been more impressive than some people kind of thought. Like, oh, look at this uh, random UDFA guy, whatever. Yeah. And he's, but he's been pretty good. So, 
I don't know. Mannion, I heard, looked good last night at the night practice. I know he's kind of been up and down during camp, but I don't know. It's. Sorry. I think he's got that backup job I do too. at this point. We'll see in the preseason. But like even the year Case Keenum had a garbage preseason, and yeah. I, like I think that's the year we scooped up Kyle Slaughter from Denver. Denver, yes. And he had yeah. like the best preseason of anyone. But it's still like the coaches see you in practice every day. And if it's like, dude, you're terrible in practice. I can't trust you in a game. Yeah. Even though some, when we put you in, sometimes you do good. I don't know what to do about it. But, yeah, it's just kind of like a trust thing at that point. And, like, they'd probably rather have, like, an up-and-down Manion where it's like, all right, let's, we stuck with Slaughter, and now he's just trash. What yeah. we saw in practice is now what we're seeing on the field. Yeah. So uh, let's jump to – you want to talk a little running backs here? Yeah, we'll talk a little running backs. Um, Delvin, everyone – Delvin's looking good. Yeah, I mean, that's everyone just seems everyone. to talk about Delvin. Yeah. Uh, Rudolph was talking about him a little bit, uh, and they were saying how he just has that vision. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times in training camp and OTAs and everything, you can't really tell about the running game, but with him it's just kind of, you know, just what we've always seen. He puts his foot in the ground, and all of a sudden he's got 10 yards and he's untouched. Mm-hmm. So that I think he's such a perfect fit for this offense too. Like Definitely. Just the, the one cut and, like, like you've, you, you did that one tweet uh, from the 49ers offense where it's like everything flows one way and then you just break it back the other just way. And it's like, it, yeah. Yeah, his vision and how smooth he is. Um, when we were at camp, me and uh, Rennie, Madison was like the best player there when we saw oh, like yeah. As far as like someone standing out. So he looked really good. Um, which is, I think that's uh, going back to the voyage that, that he had to have been the guy that they were talking about how uh, when they were going through the boards and they're like, you know, he's, he's like oh, yeah. Latavius Murray. Um, but like faster or something yep, like that. That's something before he said, a little more explosive. Like, well, he's, he's yeah. like, I don't know who that was, if it was a running backs coach or who it was, but he was like describing, they never said his name, but yeah. it was very much like they were that talking about Madison. Sounds like Madison, yeah. 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 I mean, um, he he's he's big. He I mean, he looks big out on the field, and then he's, yeah, he's they love him because he falls forward. He's, you know, grinding out every yard, but he's got a little explosion too, and he was smooth. We're watching mm-hmm. him. Also, every single one of our running backs can catch. Like, there was a ton of. You know, you run the play action, and then you have to dump it off to him. Yep. I mean, I didn't see anyone dropping balls out there. So, I mean, that's Madison, Abdullah, Boone, and then this D'Angelo Henderson, who is short and stout. Wow. <laughs> he is a thick little guy. So, like, you know, we talked about him maybe as, like, more of a scat bag, even though he's, like, five foot eight or whatever. I think he could, if you had to use him as, like, an actual running back. He's very thick. And it sounds like he uh, is, like, uh, second in, like, always – Seems like he's with, like, the second team uh, kick return or punt returns. Yeah, he's in the mix. He's in the mix for that. I mean, Abdullah's still, I think, kind of the leader in the clubhouse for that job. Mike Boone's done a little bit. Madison even did a little bit I the saw other that, day. that Madison was doing so. Uh, Bidet does uh, punt returning. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting with yeah. that speed. He was out when I was there. He, Him and Zilster were still on the – I don't know if they were on any sort of list, but they but weren't. They, they weren't, practice, they weren't yeah. practicing. They were both hurt. So, um, But, yeah, I at this point, I think – Mike Boone maybe doesn't. I mean, I haven't heard a lot of buzz about him. Me neither. You know, Abdullah's sort of, kind of that jack of all trades special teamer. So it's I've even heard they were using him some on Gunner. Yeah. I mean, if he can get a Gunner spot, a kick return spot, he he's looked decent at running back, can catch. Maybe he wins that third back job, and Mike Boone is uh, if he can go practice squad or he's just. I don't gone. know if he's played enough games, but yeah. Um, I'm sure it, even if we try to slip him through, they'll probably look at his like body of work from last year and say, "All right, this guy can play for shorthanded at running back." Like, yeah, Mike he's now signed. twenty number twenty three too, which I didn't realize till training camp. Oh, really? Camp. No forty four yeah. anymore. No forty four. Yeah, no. Okay, that would that would have threw me off. Yeah, and I thought I was like, "Oh, we took Rock Thomas's number." 
but actually 32. that was 32, yeah. And speaking of Rock Thomas, just signed with the Jags. Oh, did he? I yep. didn't know that. Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, I think that happened this morning. Now, he, I think he originally, his college, wasn't he like Jacksonville State or something? Yeah, something like Because like he that. got booted out of somewhere. I mean, he was like a high, high what's the word? Uh, recruit? High recruit, yep. Highly and then recruited. I think he had some character problems, had to go to like a small school. And, yeah, I think Jacksonville know. State, I think that's, I think that's who it was. I think so, that's right. No, head back home if he's from I there. think I he's from Florida. I think he's from Florida. I did not know he signed with the Jags, huh? That's yeah, happened this morning. You know, Filippo. Oh, yeah. Yep. Filippo liked him. He, he, and I was watching that Eagles game from last year, and he used him a decent amount because I think Cook was hurt. and Oh, yeah. I think, uh, I don't, we didn't have Abdullah yet. Yeah, didn't have Abdullah. And I think he would just like Murray more out of, you know, under center and stuff. Yeah. So a lot of the shotgun, you know, sweeps and stuff, it was all Rock Thomas. Right on. Um, okay. Uh, we'll talk about uh, CJ Ham. Yep, the Hamster. I was listening to Palomalu, the running backs coach, and he's yeah. just like, CJ Ham's going to be a good fit in this offense. Like, we're going to use our fullback. Oh, I did, hear, I did hear that. Like, he even talked up blazing game, too, just being like, Good hands, you know, a can Swiss do a Army, yeah, a little yeah. Swiss Army knife, just like a like a CJ Hamley, but oh. I think CJ Ham's probably locked probably, in yeah. as getting the job. He's, so. You know, he's he seems to be an underrated blocker, in my opinion. Yeah, because he does other things. I mean, he's no, he's not a Trent. Trent, he's not a Tony Richardson. He's not a that was. Uh, and then there was a who's that other fullback we had? Well, even Klein Sasser was a fullback at some points in his career. Yeah. Like he, he's not that. He's not. So I think people then. Don't talk about his blocking because it's like, oh, he's a good catcher. He can make plays, uh, you know, on screens and stuff. But yeah, he's he's underrated blocker. And I believe, and like in this offense, they're saying he's a good fit in this offense. Uh, he's quicker than most fullbacks, so he can yep. he can get out ahead of the running back and be that mm-hmm. big blocker. I mean, I we've always liked him. I always like him. Who doesn't like him? This is so. Oh, I, I don't know. I Sorry, Kerry Blossom game. Maybe you'll go to practice squad spot. But yeah. uh, receivers, anything we've heard on receivers? A lot of receivers. So when I was there. Davion Davis immediately drops two balls. Okay. And I was like, damn it, because I kind of like that guy. Did look pretty smooth out there. And then later on in the practice, he had a couple good catches. But I didn't, I didn't get to see Jeff Bidet. didn't get to see uh, Zilstra. Jordan Taylor, that guy's like just big and lanky. Did a little part returning. Okay. I mean, it's he's I, I don't fine. Know. Everyone else I'm more excited about. So, I mean, if he, if he makes the team and he's good, like, obviously yeah. I'll be a fan. But, like, right now, I just – I hope he's, you know – not on the team. When I was I'm heard, more excited about you know old BC Johnson. Some of the new newer like younger guys. Yeah. When I heard, uh, I think it was the receivers coach talking, and he's like, you know, there was like I think Wabi was like, you know, describe Jordan Taylor, and it's kind of every positive thing he said about him was like, he's been in the system, he knows the plays, he knows where to line up. It's like, yeah, he's ahead of the game because he's been in the system. So like as soon as like everyone catches up, is he still gonna be doing that great? But he is getting I think second team reps with like Chad Beebe, who's. Killing camp again, apparently. Yeah, just murdering Adam people. Yeah, had some uh, really yeah. good things to say about him. Like, if there's anyone for that third receiver spot right now, like, BB's, like, showing the most. Mm-hmm. And I think he's probably the leader right now to get the punt return job. Okay. And he's been doing holding. I don't know what that is. BB and Thielen have been doing holding, which I don't understand. It's like... They, they want the best hands out there. It, right? So they're just looking for the best holder. Yep. It's like, I just don't know how much time Thielen and BB have to practice holding. You yeah. know, like, can Matt Wilde just not figure it out? Like, can you not just be our best holder? Figure it out, dude. Or make like Sean Mannion hold. I don't know. It's weird, but He's it would be cool guy. to see some trick plays. Yeah, you know, have Thielen all of a sudden pull it, a little sweep. Like, you know, no, it could be or good. If anyone knows how to, if one of them are good throwers. Yeah, I good. wonder if they could throw either of them. Um, yeah, I mean, let's get that um, that fake field goal where you know Moss runs to the sideline and nobody's accounting for. Oh him. yeah, there's <laughs> you line up ten guys and then the one dude's like way over there and yep. they just hike it and throw it to him. Like what the hell? Um, speaking of Thielen, him and Diggs. 
tearing it up. I mean, they always look ridiculous out there. Some yeah. of those routes that like people have like just captured and then like make a gif out of it and just show it's like, my God, they're good. They're yeah. They both had a couple long catches yesterday too at the night practice, yeah. which and I liked how they were both covered. Yeah, and Cousins still just said, "Well, I'm gonna throw it to him because they're both better." Yeah, than the corners that are on them, even if they're not better. They're better ball skills than the corner that's on him, you know what I mean? So, yep. yeah, they both came down with it. So I'm hoping he does a lot of that this year. Yeah. And both of them, like, I don't know, it sounds like with, with BB coming in, it, it does sound like Dylan and Diggs are both lining up outside a lot. Yeah, Not where it's for a sure. lot of one or the other in the slot, but it seems like they're, you know, the mm-hmm. X and Z wide, wide receivers. And BB's your classic slot. Yeah. You know, it works out well. Short, and it, shifty. And it, I, I mean, it's the classic West Coast offense. So what you think about your prototypical outside and slot mm-hmm. receivers, that's kind of what you're getting in here. Even when we ran the West Coast with Favre, we had Harvin, who was, I mean, one of the best slot receivers ever, but he was pretty much a slot receiver. Yep. Like, lining him outside, he was never a deep ball guy. You know, he was shifty in the middle so it's like yeah you had your Sidney Rice Bernard Berrien outside and then Harvin in the middle which was uh funny you bring up Harvin uh did you see that interview with uh Diggs and Thielen and James Jones I didn't watch it but I know you're talking about it okay yeah it's just like a five minute interview and whatnot and uh Percy Harvin is one of the guys that like Diggs looked up to like going into college and, oh, really? and like high school. Like he's like Harvin you know, was ridiculous in college. So yeah. Like, yeah, and he's like because Diggs wanted to go to Florida because of Percy Harvin, uh, and like when he's like it kind of came full circle when I got drafted by the Vikings. You know, so um, right. it's just cool because Harvin wasn't great for a long period of time, but for what three years, four years. Yeah, I mean, for his whole career with us, he was really good. Yeah. I mean, except for the problems with the migraines. We traded him into Seattle, and it kind of like, I know he had the kick return in the Super Bowl. But that's kind of like it. That was like his one big moment with them. And then, it, I mean, I, I think he went to like the Jets for a little bit. And like, yeah. And then Buffalo. That, Buffalo. Oh, yeah, Buffalo. Yeah. And, and like, did nothing. But like, yeah, for half a season, one year, there was like, at like week eight, it was like, is he in the MVP running? Like, for how, like, because our whole, I think it was a Bill Musgrave year. It was like, our whole offense was Percy Harvin. It was like yeah. bubble screen, bubble screen, bubble screen, Peterson, bubble screen. Was know, like, that uh, the year before Peterson's 2,000 yards? Yeah, season? I think so. I think it was the year he might have been – did he tear his ACL late in the year? I think so. Yeah, so I don't know which year it was, but one of the years – Against Washington, Harvin was yeah. like ridiculous. And, yeah, he was like in MVP talks because like I don't think Pounder could throw like downfield. So no. it was like our throw, throw Percy throw, a couple bubble screens. Yeah. And so. like Harvin – like – one little muscle. Yeah, that's know? the thing. He's not. <laughs> he had biceps. They're definitely not. Face. They're both slot receivers. Him and Chad Beebe, but they're very different. Like yeah. Beebe is small and shifty. Shifty. Harvin, while shifty, was also like strong as hell and, and like ran four three three. Yeah, and ran full speed into people. Like he, that was the crazy <laughs> shit. He like wasn't was afraid a of anything. Ball. <laughs> yeah, he just kept running hard. Beebe's more like Wes Welker, yeah. you know. Which is you know the typical white slot receiver. I was just gonna say Adam Humphreys. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I don't think Humphreys is taller though. Is he a short guy? I think he's shorter is as well. Oh, Danny Amendola. Yeah, yeah, uh, Anyone that's ever played for the Patriots. Play, yeah. <laughs> but I think Chad Beebe's locked. Like, if I had to, I think he's... Yeah. They, I, I, everyone he, praises him about how good he's doing, so... Yeah. I mean, he... And then... Uh, I mean, even got, Pat... I was uh, at a birthday party last weekend, and there was even a Packer fan who's like, ah, oh, you know, like, I, he lives in Minnesota, so yeah, he hears a lot about, hears about him. Yeah, and he's like, and, and I'm a fan of him, too. He's like, you know, Don Beebe's kid. He's playing for the <laughs> Packers. He's like, I hope he wins that third receiver spot. I'm like, ah, there we go. Well, that's it's funny. It's like it's at the point where you're not even talking about Beebe making the team. It's like, will he win the third receiver spot? Yeah, which, yeah, I think he's way too valuable. 70% chance yeah. that he's going to They're spending be time with him holding the kicks. Oh. He's punt returning. And then 
he's running with the second team all the time, even first team slot. So it's like he's got to be locked in. Oh. Treadwell, you think he's on the team? He's haven't heard a ton about him at camp. I know apparently he was just murdering that uh, corner that we just cut. Was oh, it Terrence Alexander? Yeah, apparently that was like his punching bag, and t- and Treadwell just kept just running right over him. So um, I, th- I, I I think it's. It's like borderline right now. Before, it was like, no, there's no way Treadwell gets cut. But, I don't know, the way kind of like everyone's kind of... Nope. Dylan Mitchell has flashed some stuff. Yeah, yesterday he had a really good uh, like stop and go. Oh, and like yeah. Completely fried. I uh, saw that. The new corner, um, Benny, Ben Worky or whatever his name ben is. Ben Yeah. So, I, I don't know if any of them have jumped up enough. Like, a, you know, Dylan Mitchell's flashed a little bit. B.C. Johnson, I know P.A.'s kind of talking him up. He's doing some Zilstra made the 53 last year, so you can't really count him up. Alexander Hollins, apparently, the last few days has been just looking really good. So It could just be those flashes. That's the know, thing. Like, you catch one bomb in training camp and someone's tweeting, oh, Alexander Hollins just, you know, had a great play. It's like, well, people are going to have great plays. There's you know? your hype. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's really hard to, like, I don't know, like, you really have to like take everything as a whole, and it's like yeah. as a whole, I, yeah, people have popped up here and there, but I don't know if anyone's been like strong enough, like Chad Beebe, to like for sure take over Treadwell's spot. So, and it's not like tre- I've been here, like I haven't heard Treadwell dropping the ball or anything like that. So, when I was there, he looked, he looked fine. He looked, looked like a solid hand. receiver. Yeah, he looked like a solid, <laughs> solid bench player. <laughs> uh, um. I think that yeah, that's like pretty much. We have a lot of receivers in camp, but yeah, didn't we have young. nine or ten or ten of them? Oh, there's there's more than ten. Twelve. There is. Was it um, was it twelve? It's eleven. It's eleven. Yeah, Diggs, Thielen, BB, Treadwell, Bidet, Davion Davis, Dylan Mitchell, Ola BC Johnson, Brandon Zilstra, Jordan Taylor, Alexander Holland. Jeez, that's a lot of guys. That is. Yeah, but who's been taking kick returns? You say Johnson's been taking kick returns yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and I think Mitchell's maybe is he even doing? I think so. Yeah, I mean any of those young receivers can pretty much do it. I mean, come on. I would think so, unless they catch it over their head. Yeah, if they're like Cordero or Percy Harvin on punt returns. Yeah. But what a what a that is ridiculous that we never got to see like a like a Percy on punt returns because he couldn't figure out how to catch the ball. Oh yeah. It's like what would that have been like? How electric yeah. could you? Have and also, been? I always think of like pretty sure Stefan Diggs could be the best punt returner in the league. If they decided, like, we're going to risk him, yeah. which they wouldn't, but, like... Yeah, because doesn't he randomly just go back there and practice? Well, I know he did his rookie season because he was a fifth-round rookie, and he had, like, a punt return touchdown in the preseason, and he's just so shifty that it's like, I feel like he'd be really good at it, yeah. but you'll never really know because one they're not going to risk dang- him. Yeah, it's one yeah. of the most dangerous plays. That I mean, sometimes, like, like, people put, like, they'll put Deshaun Jackson back there back in the day, and just, like, when they really need no, one, yeah. you know, so... Yep. It's like when we put Moss back for that one kick return, and oh, he ran it back yeah. for a touchdown. Yep, yep, yep. Or Peterson. Get... We used to do Peterson like like his rookie season. Oh yeah. Even that Bears game, he had one like almost. He just had to get blow by the kicker, and I think the kicker slowed him up just enough where he yeah, went out. And then touchdown. didn't he get like that fifty-three yard touchdown like immediately? Yeah, after probably. That. So he got all hundred yards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's jump to tight ends. Yeah, this yeah. is probably the group that's been like getting the most hype. Is the tight Definitely. end group? Definitely, I, I hear a and lot not, about our tight ends, and not even the ones you really think. I mean, like Er Smith's. I haven't heard anything bad about him, but I haven't heard any like glowing reviews. It sounds like he's they're putting a lot on his plate. Yep. I think someone. I think I forget who it was. If it was the OC or if it was the tight end coach, I just said he's swimming a little bit because it's like you got to learn split out wide, in line blocking, you know, routes. You got to learn like a little everything. They want him to make an impact, and like yeah, yeah I mean, and. 
yeah, we want him to be a big part of this offense. So, yeah, of course they're going to throw a lot on us. But yeah. like, you, we need you to know this whole offense. Mm-hmm. And he's super young. But the guy I think that's been getting a lot of hype is Tyler Conklin. Yeah. And he was, when I went to practice, he looked really good. And then he's been yeah, making all kinds of plays all over the field. Like, I think our tight ends are going to be a big, big part of this offense. And when, the one play I was recognized when I was there that was cool was we lined up shotgun, and to the right was two tight ends split out wide. Okay. Left slot was Delvin Cook, and there was one receiver out wide. Okay. So when you came out of the huddle, you're looking at one receiver set. You're looking at 12 personnel. Yeah, and you're thinking, well, they must be running, and all of a sudden there's four wide. That's crazy. So it was, it was a pretty cool-looking play. I don't remember the result of it, but it, cool formation. Yep. To, like, really threw off a team just with personnel. But, yeah, Conklin looks really good. Rudolph's been looking good. I mean, he's Rudolph. I think you know what you're getting with him. Yep. Morgan, has he been hurt? I haven't heard much at all about him. I haven't heard much. Yeah, I don't know if he's banged up. Uh, Hickatini, when when I was at practice, made a couple ridiculous plays. And then Brandon Dillon, someone asked Zimmer, two players, and they just said, what players have stood out to you? And he brought up, I mean, usually they kind of brush that question aside, and they're like, oh, every player looking good. We're just out here learning. They don't want to, like, pick someone out. And he brought up Brandon Dillon. He said that he's making a lot of plays. And then Chris Boyd on defense, so. Yeah, which which is nice. I mean, we both are had Chris Boyd on our 53. Yep. So it's, it's nice that he's, you know, kind of doing his job. Doing plays. something yeah. correctly. Because Zimmer had. Catching the coach's eye. Yeah, and he didn't have other great things to say about some of the other young corners. So it's good that at least one of them's. I mean, one got cut, so. Yeah, um, brought in a veteran, which yeah. is kind of like, seems to happen in every training camp. Well, I think at game. some point you realize, okay, this guy's not good. Well, let's not waste any more time with him. Let's bring in something yeah. else. So, uh, but that Brandon Dillon, he's supposed to, when we talked about him, that he's more of the athletic tight end and stuff. So I don't see how he could possibly make the team, but practice squad maybe. Because yep. we're already a four deep at tight end. You're not keeping five. I'd be shocked. I don't think so. Unless... No. Last year we only kept three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh but yeah, you'll see a lot of two tight end sets. Um, anyone? I mean, we had Brandon Dillon. Con- yeah, Conklin we talked about. Yeah, like, Conklin's the one that I think is, well, fifth round last year. We both thought he looked pretty good. Good enough that we're, we're like, well, we're keeping four tight ends or you're trading. Yeah, them. which is weird because a lot of people are like, oh, you know. Immediately we're just, yeah. Ends. Immediately Conklin's like, gone. Yep, he's gone. Well, he's probably one of the most talked about players at camp right now about how good he's been so you know, he uh he's and not, as a receiving weapon he's not just like yeah he's not like i mean he's kind of like a a younger rudolph like one but a rudolph better blocker game. yeah like he's he's kind of like an in-between david morgan and rudolph like he like can, a like a gronkowski light yeah very light very well, yes, light, light like, I, like he's like, not as good as blocker as morgan and he's not as good a receiver probably because of like just the flat out like just the body type like rudolph is six foot six he's more he's lum- massive he's more lumbery yeah so he's not as good as rudolph at receiving and he's not as good as blocking morgan but he's good at both yeah so it's it's kind of again like we have four very different tight ends which is cool so and i think we're gonna keep them all definitely i uh, think and that's gonna definitely help this uh this offense work move you know yeah and maybe we won't make rudolph do like a whole bunch of run blocking because we can actually use conklin as yeah. like a, and like just because conklin's in and rudolph's out doesn't mean that we're just going to run the ball. Yeah, like, it's not blatantly obvious. Like when yeah. Filippo like to bring Treadwell in to like motion him right behind the guard and then yep. run up the middle. And it's like, oh, Treadwell's in and he's motioning inside. I wonder if they're running. <laughs> oh, yeah, they are. Shocker. Like maybe pass once out of that formation. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, offensive line. So the starters are kind of what we expected right now. It's Reef, Elfline. Elf line. Everyone's talking up Elfline, how he's – not his play, but just how – 
how he took to being a guard and didn't complain. And he's just, he's just, the, that we were talking about too. He's like a jokester in the locker room and stuff, but he's helping out Bradbury. He's not, you know, mad that he's moving positions. I think he's only better at guard anyways. So. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Elfline's a professional. It doesn't shock me. It really doesn't. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, come on, don't, don't be an asshole. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you got Elfline, Bradbury, Klein, O'Neal. So, yeah. And O'Neal sounds like, you know, he seems to hold his own, like, not the entire time, but against Daniel Hunter, which I think is – it's really nice that it's Daniel Hunter going up against O'Neal because Daniel Hunter is one of the, like, best edge rushers in the league. Yeah, you'd think, like, learning to try to block him would help. Yeah, and he can just, better. like, hop in real – you know, he can – Daniel Hunter's like, yo, when I do this, this is where, you know, you want to move your hands here or whatever. Yeah, he's like, here's why I beat you bad. Yeah. Like, here's exactly <laughs> what you're doing wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, O'Neal. When I was at practice, I felt like there was like quite a few plays, not on O'Neal, but just on the offensive line in general, where like, had you been allowed to hit the quarterback, he doesn't even get that ball out. Yeah. Like, definitely when I was there, defensive line was kind of handling. It's kind of what it sounds line. like all camp has been like. Yeah, and I know Zimmer had just, he kind of got on the defense for kind of being a little, uh, how did he put it? Just kind of like, you know, they've been in this uh, this defense for like six years. It doesn't seem like they have like the urgency to like, they're kind of just going through the motions because they know everything. They're yep. the same guys every year, and where the offense is kind of like getting up and making plays. And then that was the very next day is when it got kind of chippy. Okay. So maybe he kind of lit a fire under them. But when I was there, definitely, as far as the offensive line, I think the defensive line got the better of him most of the time. And didn't he say something about like the defense could use some work? Yeah. I think, I mean, I think he he kind that of, might have been fr- yeah, Friday or whatever. Where he just, yeah. Just like you said, try to light a fire. Yeah, he even said, like, I hope they're watching this press conference, like, kind of like yeah. giving them shit, just saying, like, Hey guys, I know you're all kind of been in this, this, but doesn't mean you just show up here and kind of like this is. Like this is how even, we go eight and eight seven. And yeah, nine. yeah, and it's not even like they're doing anything wrong. It's just he didn't see like the the sense of urgency to like get better and to like you know like make a play. And it's just kind of like oh yeah, this is where I go because I've been doing this forever. Yeah, it's it's right. like, Stop treating it like a walkthrough. Let's yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get moving here. So that's you know. Uh, and the second team D line has been Storm Norton, left tackle, which I think I had cut. Yep. I did definitely had cut. Well, because Aviante Collins got banged up again. I yep. know he left on a car. I don't remember if they've said what happened. I don't. But remember. he got banged up, which God, that guy's got bad luck. Uh, Dozier's been at left guard. Brett Jones, center. Isadora, right guard, and Rashad Hill, right tackle. To me, it seems like they're definitely leaning on the vets, and they're gonna. I think you'll have to wait for the next couple preseason games for like to see any real shifts. Yeah, see if Samia makes his way up to the. Yeah, third, Samia, Ali Udo, um, they're both on the third string. Edison, and then that Kino, and then the new guy we picked up, Tyler Catalina, has uh, been the Catalina wine mixer. Yeah, he's been uh, on the third team. So, I don't know the, the offensive line. I just think Bradbury sure looks athletic. Yeah, I mean, that that dude, and Ali Udo is a fucking monster. He's big. Oh. And athletic, like it's kind of, it's interesting to see how big of a. It's cool that uh, they have him lined up at left tackle because I know he played a lot of like right guard and right tackle uh, at Elon. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. They do they put him at left tackle a little bit? Yeah. Oh okay. Oh. Um, Okay. Well, that's pretty much the offense. Anything else on the offense you want to kind of touch on? Um. No. Well. Well, I saw a uh, highlight yesterday of like us uh, motioning or. Back to just tight ends. Yeah. And we've talked about uh, seeing, like, Irv Smith in the backfield, kind of like Hernandez. Yeah. Like, there was a play yesterday where it was uh, where they motioned him from the slot into the backfield to, like, I don't know. I don't think it was, like, the fullback spot, but, you know, he's... Yep, offset, bit, kind yep. of, like, yep. And uh, 
It was a little play-action boot, and I know Cousins didn't throw his way, but I was watching Irv Smith, and he had a little wheel route, and it took a while for our defense to kind of, like, notice him. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, I, like, as Cousins is throwing, then you see, like, the safety takeoff down, but... It just reminds me of that Shanahan offense. Like, when we played in week one, and, like, George Kittle's going wheel route on us, and, like, he just overthrew him a little bit, or he would have burned us for, like, 60 yards. And yeah, we got yeah. hit by that wheel route multiple times. I mean, even when it was from the slot, the Cooper Cup one, you know, dragging up, and, yeah. like... It's just a, it seems like a way that we got exposed early, but yeah, definitely like that's like a perfect Irv Smith play, yeah. like, and especially if you can like bring him in from one side and motion him in and still you can you could run out of that you could. And a lot of uh, coaches are talking about uh, when they see twelve personnel nowadays, they they like to stick in nickel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Know? Because they're, they're usually worried about that you're still going to pass it. Yeah, and Irv Smith is such a uh, uh, matchup problem against mm-hmm. a slot corner. Like yeah, and it's just a dream. Because even if you run it, it's like, okay, so his job is to block a corner. You know, yeah. it's okay, well, that should be easy for him. So, I mean, you'd have the matchup in your favor if they're going to sit in nickel. Yeah. Maybe they think they can cover him better, but if you ran it, You're as screwed. long as he can block, yeah. So, um, I would say overall the offense, it sounds like people, It's it's been positive mostly. You know, like everyone's kind of like, you know, it's the right fit. It's going to be you know, a lot more, you know, balanced. I haven't heard a ton of like... It's, I don't know how much you would actually hear about like bad stuff coming out of training camp. Like, how do you how do you have bad practices? But I guess it's possible. Like, if they were just completely botching things constantly, they would yeah. say it. But so or you have bad quarterbacks and they're throwing picks. All yeah, the time. if they're throwing, I think Cousins has only thrown one pick so far in the live like the live practice part, and that was yesterday to Eric Wilson. So right I think he's been pretty sharp. I mean, obviously, Diggs, Thielen, and Cook are sharp. So and I know like Zimmer's been giving them extra days off. Like guys like Kyle Rudolph, like the vets. Like I know yesterday Rudolph was off. He's been giving Lindball a ton of time off. I mean, Shamar Stephens had some time because I think he's been hurt. But, yeah, I think he's getting into the the veterans, giving them the rest. I mean, it's an older group that we have kind of on defense at least. So Um, should we take a break after this offense and we'll jump into defense? Yeah, let's do it. Finding the right pros for home projects can be tough and spark a lot of questions like, how do I find a pro who can help? Will they do a good job? Will I get a fair price? That's where HomeAdvisor can help. From leaky faucets to major remodels, HomeAdvisor connects you to the right pro for the job in seconds and even helps you get a fair price. Read reviews, check project cost guides, and book appointments. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free HomeAdvisor app to start your next project. Welcome back. Uh, We'll jump right into the defense. Uh, Just got done talking about the offense and who kind of like stood out, names we've heard of training camp. Um, so we'll do uh, D-line as a whole, or do we want to do There's a lot tackles? of them. Let's go ends and then tackles. Right, there's the like, outside in this time. There yeah, we go. <laughs> well, the opposite. Uh, I mean, Hunter Griffin, you know what I saw yesterday, which I liked, was they had Griffin inside. Or it was actually, well, on one play, Griffin was inside and Barr came up on the edge. So I don't know if that was really Griffin inside. But another play that Weatherly blew up, he was playing inside next to Griffin. Okay. And he blew up a run in the backfield. And it's like... I'm hoping we do more of that because without, like, since Robeson left, there hasn't, we haven't been using that end as, like, an extra rusher on, like, passing downs. Yeah. And we don't have, like, Sheldon Richardson to be that pass rush guy. I mean, maybe we'll find someone, but I why not use Weatherly, who's clearly shown he can rush the passer just from the inside, or Griffin, who's fucking I've, powerful. I even heard uh, that we ran a play with uh, Griffin and Hunter next to each other. Yeah, I mean, that would be, like, that's... that's Awesome. Like, ideal, you know, yeah. stick somebody else at and at edge, you know, either Weatherly or um, maybe 
Yeah, if it's whether than maybe Mataafa or yeah. Jalen Holmes, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you have four pass rushers. Yeah, you know? I mean, like I, really, good I hope to see them rotate that that end into tackle because it worked so well with Robeson. I feel like it worked really well. So, and Hunter and Griffin, it's on the same side. I mean, that's. Yeah, who are you going to pick your poison there? Yeah, who are you doubling? That's good stuff. And especially if Linval is even like right next to him. He may not be like your pass rusher. But, but he could eat up two blocks. Like if you don't block him with two guys, does he just shove the guard straight back yeah. into the quarterback's lap? So um, Hunter Griffin, obviously they're looking good. Weatherly had a couple flash plays yesterday. And like I said, the one was from the inside. Uh, Tayshawn Bauer apparently tore his Achilles. Yeah, when did that happen? Uh, they kept that under wraps. Like, yeah, that was cause, like, early in the offseason. Zimmer like, went on his press conference, the opening press conference for training camp, and was like, here's the guys on Pup. And then people were like, oh, what's up with Bauer? And he's like, well, he tore his Achilles. So, yeah. Well, nobody knew that he tore his Achilles. What are you talking about? Like a win. He just yeah. did it, I guess, training on his own. He tore his Achilles. So it sounds like maybe not season ending, but definitely not playing anytime soon. Yeah, like, he must have done it early. It happened early enough where it sounds like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's you know, like a 10... 10, 12, must be like an 8 to 10 yeah, month injury I don't know. at that point. I, at this I, point, it's going to be tough to see Bauer ever making it. Like, I mean, he's been out two straight years, basically, yeah. if he's out for most of this season. And just, it's tough because he did flash that very first preseason that he played and he looked pretty good. What's the, uh, do you know, uh, you know how they added a spot at the uh, injury reserve with like uh, return eligibility, yeah. designation for return? What's... What are like the uh, the rules of the that? Rules of that? I'm too. not positive. I know, I know it's like you have to be back by like week nine, and then you have to make a decision. And if you like leave him off, and it's they're off for good or something. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he might be a candidate for that one of the IR designation to return type things because yeah. sounds like long term, but definitely hasn't been. I mean, I think you would have put him on IR already if he was and bringing yeah. another player. Well, yeah. I don't think you don't, or does that even exist? I don't think you point? do IR until like. Until before the closer. season, yeah. yeah so when they, well, like the final cut state, right? Or whatever that is. Well, if you're wondering why Bauer isn't been talked about, it's because he tours Achilles. Yeah. Uh, don't forget about Tashawn Bauer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very next day, I think, is when they said yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, because we did it the day before camp opened. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, a day Aruna been talked about quite a bit. I think like. I don't know if it means he's going to play or if he's a practice squad guy, but they really like his uh, length and, like... And it sounds like he's uh, rotating in, like, to the three-tech spot sometimes, too. Yeah, dropping down there, so someone to think about. Uh, Versatility, I mean, it's kind of... Just kind of seems like that's the type of lineman we're going with right now. Mm -hmm. You know, you got Shamar Stephanie can play both spots inside. Um, Then all of a sudden, you've got guys like Adea Aruna... Or Stephen Weatherly now. I yeah, guess he's moving down. Inside, mm-hmm. so. Maybe they're looking for the guy who they think can do it, like, you know, do it the best and pass rush from the inside the best. Um, someone who apparently has been really good and was really good yesterday is the uh, Afedi Odenabo, which is how you say his last name. Okay. Odenabo. Odenabo. Struggled with that. But apparently, one guy who goes to camp every day said he would pick him as his MVP of the camp so far. Really? Yeah, he's been that good. So, and I hadn't heard a ton up until, like, the last couple days about him getting buzzed. So. Another pass rusher to keep an eye on. Um, Carter Schultz has been actually somewhat getting a little bit of buzz. Your boy. Yeah, the Brett Taylor man of the year. So, yeah, he's the AF guy. And I think, you know, people are, he's been not on the, I don't know, I think he's been second team, you know, but like he's definitely not on the end of the roster. So he's, he's moving his way towards maybe making the team. Yeah, which is nice. Um, like, everywhere he goes, he gets sacks. Yeah, and that, and it, 
he may just be a one trick pony, but if it's pass rushing, like that's a good trick. Yeah, and <laughs> if the you two, can get to the quarterback, that's a very good trick. The two that I haven't heard any buzz on is Stacy Keeley and Andre Saint Armoire. Yeah, um, I haven't heard much and I feel like if you haven't heard much on them, it's probably because they ain't doing much, yeah. and that sort of they're already end of the roster types, so they're probably not looking to make this roster. So unless yeah. they flash something in the in the games or something or turn it around, I haven't heard much. I mean, there's quite a few DNs. Let me see. There we have. We have nine DNs in camp, so if you're eighth and ninth on that list, that's not good. And then we had, what, eight D tackles? Yep, we had eight D yeah, tackles. So 17 defensive linemen. <laughs> Can't keep them all. <laughs> so defensive linemen, Linval, Shamar have both been kind of held out quite a bit. I think they're Linval, veteran rest, and then Shamar has been banged up a little bit. I, uh, like, I, I completely understand Linval um, getting rest a lot. But at the same time, kind of bums me out, um, just like game shape wise. Like, and you'd you know, like maybe Bradbury to have to fight up against Linval a little bit, kind of yeah. like fighting someone that's a little bit bigger, stronger. So, and I don't know if maybe he's got a nagging injury or something. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but he has. It not doesn't been, sound no. like it, but you know that might just be something that Zimmer's keeping off. Yeah, keeping off the streets. Um, Jalen Holmes got banged up again, which yeah. is. Annoying because I definitely think he's someone that like we both kind of think could be that third down pass rush three three tech type. But you know, in his absence, it sounds like your boy Hercules Mataafa. I mean, he was getting some first team reps because of obviously Shamar's been out, but then Jalen Holmes was out, so now all of a sudden Hercules is getting some first team reps and showing decent. Like he's he's not looking like he's out of his out of place. So Hercules, I think, is. He gets talked about a lot, kind of like a similar, almost like a lesser Chad Beebe, where everyone's kind of like, oh, yeah, Hercules, yeah, he looks great. So someone that I think is moving up to getting closer to, not a lock to make the team, but like... He's uh, entering uh, kind of like that Stephen Weatherly. Yeah, that fringe area. Oh, he's good. He'll make it, you know, but like, yeah, exactly. Like, you're not, can't say he's 100%, but damn close. Um, Armin Watts, I feel like they've been talking like he's been doing really well, too. Yeah, I... I, if he he was getting the second team reps yeah. while Hercules was getting first team reps. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean they and Patterson talked him up before camp. Yeah. So he's big. Do, like, he's real big too. Oh, he's yeah. got some moves. Yeah. He's for you know Hercules is so small and then Armor Watts is so big and they're both kind of looking for that same job. It's kind of interesting. I think both of them different styles. Yeah. And then you got Jaleel Johnson and I don't know what like. I haven't heard much buzz surrounding him, so I think he is like, is he gonna be I, the surprise cut? Maybe I don't know. Like he seems very like they're they're pretty much just putting him at nose now. I think they've figured out like you know what he's more of a just be Limbaugh's backup. Maybe if Shamar's gonna have to play a lot of three tech, then yeah. maybe he just kind of which there's a role there because he's kind of the only other one besides you call him a surprise cut, but that would just surprise us. For like your casual fan, like he'd just be like, "Oh, Julio Johnson." Who the heck is Julio Johnson? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess surprise in the fact that I think he was what was he a fourth round pick? I believe and so someone who's Iowa. been around wasn't for, he like top? Yeah, early fourth. fourth. I think like one of the first three picks or so. Yeah. So and and you know, cutting a fourth round pick after three years, it's not that crazy. So if a guy like Hercules or Armand Watts show that they have more upside, why not keep them over him? Yep, I I would kind of like prefer you keep those two if though if those two are flashing. Yeah, yeah, Julio. I mean, he's kind of a. Um, um, like he'd be your third nose tackle after Stefan. I'm trying to a luxury. Yeah, at yeah. that point, if you're it's like that the guy we had the David Perry we had last year. You know, he he we caught him and he came back for like I think the Green Bay game because yeah. of an injury and he was fine. But it's like 
they don't play a ton. So if you're gonna if Limbaugh's healthy and you're gonna shift some Shamar over to spell him. But if you plan on keeping Shamar at three tech a lot, a then, spell for then you need Jaleel. Because yeah. like you're not gonna have Jalen Holmes or Hercules. Maybe Armin Watts could fill in a little at the nose spot, but if you're gonna try to keep Shamar more three tech, which I don't think they will, I think they're definitely gonna move him back and forth. Yep. And then bring in the rusher. So it's, you know, Shamar and Hercules going in there and you know, passing down. So um yeah, Jaleel, not a lot of talk. The other two that are in camp, Curtis Cothran, haven't heard much about him. No. Uh, Zimmer made a comment, like, I think he was talking about Armin Watts, and he said, like, you know, I'm interested to see what Watts can do. I kind of already know what Curtis and it might have been Jaleel do, which to me, I just felt like it wasn't a great comment. It's like a backhanded compliment. Yeah, a little backhanded <laughs> compliment. Kind of like, I already know that those guys are like are what they are. Like, I want to see something something out of this guy who I who could be something you know yeah. so it didn't didn't come across to me all that great and then the last guy's Tito how did I pronounce Afedi's last name uh Odenabo Odenabo uh so I don't I don't know if they're related or what I think they are I think they're brothers yeah and I have heard nothing about Tito so seems like Tito ain't making the team see a Tito see, see you like later but uh, Diggs brother in uh, OTAs or yeah mini camp whatever that was yeah that was nice of him uh okay so that's the D tackles um I kind of like, Hercules is getting probably getting the best buzz for the the rushing, but I kind of was hoping someone would really. It's early though. It's like seize that job. That'll probably happen in the games, you know. Like, it's probably Shamar's job to start, but I want to see who gets that pass rushing three tech yeah. spot. So we'll be. I think that's one of the number one positions I'm looking forward to watching first couple weeks. This in first the camp. preseason and, and third preseason game will tell you a lot. Like, yeah, who's getting the snaps when it's second and nine? Yeah, third, third and eight. Yep, who's that three seven. tech that's in there? Or maybe it's Stephen Weatherly sliding down, or Everson Griffin sliding over. Yeah. So, or maybe it's just you know no nos, and you've got a three, mm-hmm. two three techs on the on the field. Yeah, obviously yeah, for sure. Yeah, just they're not playing both the three tech position, yeah. but you got that style of defensive yep. tackle. So I think that's probably my the one thing that, and then the, just the backup receivers as far as. For this upcoming Saints game on Friday, like that, I'm most interested in so yeah. the receiver depth and those three tags. Um, linebackers, Barn Kendricks. I mean, they're Barn Kendricks. Kendricks. Yep. They're 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 the guys. They're the- um, I haven't heard much about Cameron Smith at all. I, I've heard Lieber just saying on on K fan that he's just very uh, like fundamentally sound. He's always around the ball. You know, it just seems like he's that typical USC. I don't know. Sounds like he could take Gideon's job. Yeah, yeah. Which I think I would mind if no, Cam Smith. Gideon, I mean, Gideon is what he is. Yeah, I mean, he's, sounds like the same kind of uh, player Gideon is. Just yeah. a nose for the ball. Maybe a he's better a version. Player. Yeah, hopefully, like, hopefully hey, he's a get, better version. Yeah, just give me a better version of Gideon. Yeah. I mean, he plays thirty percent of the snaps. Just make twenty five percent of those quality snaps. <laughs> yeah, and and maybe just be a little better at coverage than Gideon is. That you know, that's what nice. you need. Like Gideon gets exposed when it's first and ten and you're like, oh it's a rundown play and then they run a play leg. action and the dude's behind them. It's like, oh man. I think Eric Wilson's probably the linebacker if anyone's gonna step up and be something more than just a backup. Like Wilson had a nice pick yesterday and he just seems like he's got a little more playmaking in him than any of these other guys. Yeah. So that'd be the one I would probably think. The rest a lot of people say that Richard Cleat guy is always around the ball. For like the second, third teamers, just oh. good nose for the ball. In, yeah, just standing yeah. like, oh, there he is again. Yeah, again, there's, I think he's number 43, and it's just like, there he is. Oh, there he is. Oh. Every time yeah, I look so up, I think the guy said actually it was Cleon and Cameron Smith. Like every time, like a run play was stopped, it's like, there's those two every time. So, so would it be, are those two and Eric Wilson? Probably the, the ba- probably the base second team, yeah. And then yeah. Gideon's on the first team base. And then, yeah. I mean, you got Control Brothers, who at this point is basically just a special teamer. Yep. Greer Martini, who is the, the 
former Packer guy who I've heard nothing about. Devontae Downs, I've heard nothing about. Yeah. So and Downs is a seventh round pick yep. last year. Yeah, he was a seventh, and so not good. Again, when you talk about the guys that you just have heard nothing about, that's kind of it's been. I don't know how many practices now, like seven, yeah, eight, ten. Like I don't know, eight, nine, ten. I think. And to not through. have one, like, not be scrolling through my Twitter and all of a sudden see like, oh, Greer Martini with a great play. Haven't yep. seen it once. Haven't seen it once for Kentrell Brothers. Haven't seen it for Devontae Downs. You know, that's kind of not great. For yep. And I and we follow a lot of people on Vikings. Yeah, so. <laughs> we're. I mean, I'm reading about you know, Odenabo making plays, and yep. it's like, okay, well, he's getting some buzz. You know, I don't know if people are just missing him or if. They're really just, just doing not nothing. Yeah, well, that's a problem. <laughs> they could just not be around. So. Oh, look at him. He's making plays on special teams in the third string. <laughs> yeah. Do they I, even have, like, I mean, obviously some players who are legit starters don't play second team, you know, special teams. But for the most part, in the preseason, do we just play the same special teams group over and over and over and just switch out, like, I'm sure there is. No, I think I bet you they rotate some guys in because you got to see, like, does, does this guy tackle well on special teams? Does he know how to get off a block? Does yeah. he know how to... I mean, you're going to switch out your gunners, see who's good at gunning, you know, see who's good at, I don't know, being the punt protector and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think they rotate them. Well, they probably have, like, their... They probably do have, like, a first team. These are the guys that we would think, going into the game week one, who would be our special teamers, but let's throw out some other groups and see yeah, and the if only someone that sticks don't out. Cha- the only guys that don't change are Wild and Bailey. Yeah, because there's no competition yeah. for them. Yeah, Even this long snapper, there's competition, so... Yep. Uh, jump to corners. Uh, like we said earlier, they cut Tarek Alexander probably because you know Treadwell was just roasting him, and you get roasted by Treadwell, who hasn't roasted anyone. It's a bit of a problem. Not since his old Miss days. Yeah. Well, you know, he roasted guys in OTAs the last couple of years, <laughs> <laughs> and they all have been cut. <laughs> um, so they picked up this Ben. I don't know, how do you pronounce it? Benet. Ben-A- oh yeah, Benet. Benet. Benetquiri. I don't. I think you're saying it wrong, but that's you know. It's what it is. He's not going to make the team. I don't think. I mean, I he's six foot. Seems like an outside corner. Yeah. You know, kind of a Holton Hill replacement. But it's not like. Had they been worried about their depth, I don't feel like you cut Tarek Alexander. I feel like you cut a different position. Why would you cut a corner and pick up another corner? Unless they really think this guy can make the team. Oh, maybe it's just we need camp bodies. Yeah, Tarek so, Alexander is mm-hmm. clearly trash. So let's which just, yeah, which is yeah, would make sense that maybe they're just like. All right, this guy's no good. Let's bring in the next best random yeah, vet let's free bring, agent. Yeah, let's so, bring in a vet. I just, see. I don't certainly think he's going to make the team. You think he's got a chance? I mean, I haven't seen much. Maybe he'll flash in preseason. Uh, I think, I think he's got a shot. Yeah, I but mean, you know, I, I don't I, think he's a, he's by no means a lock. Yeah, for, I'd put him behind Craig James right now, I but ahead too. of Duke Thomas and Nate Meters, who haven't heard much at all about Duke Thomas, and I feel like I've only heard bad things about Meters getting okay. beat. And Craig James, it sounds like he's uh, like pretty valuable on special teams. Yeah, he seems to be on a lot of the special teams units. He does a little bit of punt returning. I'm not sure he'll do it with us at all if he'll win that job, but like at least he's got that in his package of, hey, I can help you out here. Yep. So if he shows like much at corner, then he could probably get on the team. So And then you got Chris Boyd, who Zimmer would, you know, pointed out as someone he really likes how he's doing, yep. which is big because... Holton Hill, his ex-teammate, suspended. Is has, have you heard much about Hill in training camp? Making uh, plays I mean, he's, there. I haven't. I haven't really seen much of him. Pop yeah, up I know he did a little putt returning, a little kick returning. Um, yep. I haven't heard much about it. I mean, he's he's out there practicing, even though he's suspended for eight games. Obviously, he's still yeah. participating in training camp. So, can he? So since he's since he's suspended, 
can he practice with us, just not play? I don't think once the season, season started, I don't think you I don't get to think practice. So either, yeah. He's not on the 53-man yeah, roster or the 10-man mm-hmm. practice squad. He's like, yeah, he's off the squad. I think he can so. train like in... He doesn't even get paid. Yeah. So like, yeah. so if I were you, I probably wouldn't want to practice. Yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> I don't get paid for this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out for eight, eight weeks. Uh, Mike Hughes sounds like... I mean, Zimmer said ahead of schedule, whatever that means. Well, it sounds like it was more than just a torn ACL. Yeah, it sounds like he tore some other ligaments, probably the PCL or MCL or something. Sucks. So, I mean, with how surgeries are this day, as long as they don't pull a Sharif Floyd and nick a freaking nerve or something, like yeah. he should be back to, you know, back 100% sooner rather than later. Like, I, I would kind of be surprised if he's not active week one. I know Paul Allen's been pretty pessimistic on it, but it's like, I'm... I don't get it. Like, Cook was. Yeah. Same time. But, Again, it's but, different people, different whatever, but like... and But Cook was just strictly torn ACL. That's no. true. Yeah, that's Other true. Other ligaments yeah. involved. It could slow it down. And, I don't know, like, do you really... I mean, I guess with the depth we have at cornerback, we feel he wouldn't need to play a lot right away. Yeah. But at the same time, if you can, you know, put him on pup or whatever... And just keep uh, Craig James around. Or yeah. maybe keep that vet we picked up and just, yeah, pup him for... What is it? Six weeks or four weeks or something? Yeah. You can do it for so because you got Rhodes, you got Waynes, you got Mac, and then Boyd. It's just yeah, if they go, if you want to go four corners, your rookie Chris Boyd is out there yeah. unless you go the vet or someone else. But really, going to come down to his health. And all I heard was just early on. Yeah, he said he's ahead of schedule. It was more than like you said. It was more than just the ACL. So. I don't know. Yeah, he did that, and then he said that Bauer tore his Achilles, and I was like, Where, where's all this coming from? Yeah. You guys have told no one anything. <laughs> um, yeah, Mac, I haven't heard a ton about besides, yeah, he got into it with Diggs, you know, got in a little pushing yep. match. I think he's – I've heard just good things from the coaches saying how much – I think – I don't know if it was Zimmer or someone said, he's matured more than any other player he's ever had as oh. far as, like, where he started, which sounded like he was pretty immature. Yep. Didn't want to play nickel. Kind of stuck was, in his ways. Yeah, I thought he was a backup. Yeah, I thought he was a backup. Didn't uh, I just feel like he didn't take the coaching early on, and yeah. now he's like gone so far ahead. It's similar. To, it reminds me of like Everson Griffin. The dude was just a complete nutcase, and now he's like Zimmer's little like teacher's pet, like favorite like guy, yeah. you know. So if Mac, I feel like he was kind of saying the same thing with Mac, like just like as far as how far he's came, just like as like a person even yeah. you know which has helped us play it's funny you bring up like everson being like zimmer's quote-unquote pet i like that's kind of like one of those relationships that i would like to see a camera on at all times like yeah how griffin treats zimmer and like how they <laughs> go back and forth because you know like they're two completely different people or just like anyone with zimmer yeah for the most part that's not kirk cousins like everyone seems to have personality <laughs> like how does zimmer you know kind of like jive with all them i just yeah, it's and they like, all they all seem to really like him. Yeah, so it's, it's it's weird. It was the only person that ever didn't was that fucking Rhett Ellison. His, I don't remember. No, it was his dad who hated him. Was remember? it he hated Zimmer? Hated Spielman? Or he thought our organization was just like garbage? Just like yeah, you play for the Giants now. Yeah, like, yeah, there Enjoy. you go. Enjoy. <laughs> and did joke. he get cut? No, no, no. He had a couple touchdowns last year. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> he's a decent player. He's kind of like a David Morgan before we had David Morgan, just yeah. a blocking tight end that's underrated pass catching, you know. Yeah. But uh, okay, so that's the corners. Rhodes and Waynes have both. I mean, I saw Waynes compete a couple times by Thielen. Gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, you know, you don't. I I don't see. A, I know yesterday there was a play where Rhodes covered Diggs really well, but like you don't see a lot of where people are like, oh, watch Rhodes shut down Thielen or shut down Diggs. It's really hard. Like, yeah, especially in one on ones. Like, there's usually like you had to have help, so it's like, oh, I can lean outside because I know I have my linebacker 
who's going to be darting underneath or I have safety help so I can press. When you're in one-on-ones, it's like you're on an island and you've got two of the best route runners coming at you. Yep. What the hell are you supposed to do? Yeah, so like at first I was like looking at some of the highlights and everything. I'm like, God, Rhodes is, Rhodes is getting beat. Like this is not <laughs> good. But at the same time, yeah, I, I just kind of like rethought it. I'm like, yeah, all right. There's six plays of him getting roasted. It's not like he's getting beat time after time after yeah. time. It's just hard to go, oh, hey, look. Here's Rhodes shutting down Diggs when there's no contact, really, and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Like, and also, that doesn't make for, like, a good video on YouTube as far as yeah. just, like, oh, he covered him and the ball was thrown over here. And it's, like, it's so much cooler to watch Diggs run a sweet route and get open. Yeah. It's, like, oh, Rhodes got beat. But yeah. it's, like, okay, it's not as easy as it looks. And there's only a handful of times this year where he's probably going to play somebody as good as Diggs. Yeah. Or and it won't be one-on-one on an island against him, you know. Yeah. There was a couple yesterday, though, in the night practice where, like, Again, Kirk Cousins finally just chucked it up, and like Diggs got position on Rhodes and just rose up and caught like a deep ball. And it's like, yeah, dude, I I know Rhodes is a good corner, but like, no matter who's on these guys, Diggs is still way better than Rhodes at going up and getting the ball. Like Rhodes has garbage ball skills. Yeah, all of our corners do. Like I think our safeties have better ball skills than our corners. Sure seems that way. I remember last year there was the play where. Rhodes jumps a route and it literally hits him in the hands, and then Harrison Smith catches it off the tip. Yeah, it's like that is just like a microcosm of our like our safeties make plays on the ball. Smith gets picks. Harris, Anthony Harris had like a bunch last year, and there's like you know Waynes and Rhodes like right in their hands like bobbling yep. and shit. So, yep. just, which is strange because I always thought like that was kind of like Wayne's niche, you know, get grabbing picks and stuff like that. Um, Rhodes has never all has never really been like a big interception guy. And I, I, who was I, talking? It was I think it was Libra was talking about our defense. It's very much a like you don't get in between the ball, you let them catch it and you cur- and you like keep them in front of you and you tackle them. Yeah. Where some defenses let you jump more out a little more. Oops, just, but that's how big plays happen. Like we're looking exactly. just continue, yep. you know, just a couple yards here and there, you know. Yeah, we're gonna, if they're going to get if they're going to get downfield, they're going to have to make a really good play. And it's going to take them 12 plays instead yeah. of one big play. Where like it's, it's sort of our defense is definitely built on more of a... Uh, we let them nickel and dime. Yeah, you have to nickel and dime us all the way down the field. Whereas, you know, someone maybe like the Bears might give up a big play. Well, their defense is so damn good they didn't really do it. But they're going to jump they, routes and go for picks and get more turnovers. And that's where they... I mean, they had so many defensive touchdowns that, uh, Ridiculous, last year. Yeah. They, like, that's not repeatable. It's all kind of like just yeah. blind luck. Mm-hmm. Where those are the kind of defenses... Where, yeah, I mean, if you miss the ball, it goes in between your arms. There's nobody behind the Yeah, now there's no one back there yeah. to stop you. And that's so. where you get those big plays. We mm-hmm. we occasionally had them last year where you get early like, on the, in the year, over roads I feel like early like on we had some bad – we were like something was off and we were giving up big plays. And yeah. then like we fixed that and then the rest of the year we didn't. But we still don't get the turnovers like you would think for how good our defense is. But I think it is sort of the way it's built. And I think a big problem too is we don't strip the ball off the quarterback enough. Yeah. Like I remember we were looking at like the Chiefs and like D Ford and Justin Houston had like double digit strips each. And then yeah. like Daniel Hunter had zero. Everson Griffin had zero. It's like, how the hell? And you're all, they're always like right there. Yeah. Like, it's like, swipe that ball. What are you doing? How is it possible that you guys probably combined for, well, Griffin missed a bunch of games, but like, we we weren't like you know bottom half in the league in sacks. We were we got a lot of sacks. I think we sacked Stafford like ten times in one game. Yeah. Didn't did he fumble once? Uh, no. Nope. Besides when he tried to lateral it to carry on Johnson yeah. or whatever, insane. But yeah, hopefully that I think our our turnovers have got to come more from our D line because our corners it's sort of it's definitely more of a let them catch it and, and then tackle them. And also I think they're you know not the greatest at. They're not Deion Sanders back there jumping yeah. around. So they're not or even, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, or uh, who's the Chiefs guy? Marcus Peters. Marcus like that Peters. guy was always Ramsey. he's a gambler. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ramstown. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and that was one of the guys where it's like, oh, same draft as Wayne's. Wayne's or Peters. Two different cornerbacks, but. Peters was more highly touted going in the draft. More but, highlights, yeah. But but like Wayne's is probably more, more steady. More, he's he's more more Zimmer. Yeah. Well, and and maybe if he had Peters, he would say, Peters, you're not allowed to jump routes like that because you know, yeah, you made one pick here, but you also gave up two touchdowns the other day because of you know jumping yep. these routes. And maybe that's why they didn't pick him because it was like we know this guy's style. He's a gambler. He wants to be just instinctive. He's and, a good player, but yeah, not it's not fit. how it's yeah. You're and a coach's style. Yeah, yeah. Which is Wayne's is. He was bad right off the bat. Like, yeah, I remember, he's I remember, really good now. I remember just kind of like roasting him on Twitter, like when yeah. we first drafted. I was like, he's a terrible tackler, this and that. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's like he's Antoine wouldn't feel light. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, He's, he makes plays creation. at the line. He goes underneath the blocks to go make plays. Like it's yeah. maybe they saw that he was like a willing tackler, just needed like some some technique, you know. Yep. So, but yeah, no, he. I mean, he surprises me. It would just be nice if he uh, could instinctively get his uh, head in the ball, his helmet yeah, in the yeah, ball, like, yeah. Be, or punch it out or yeah. something. Yeah, none of our guys do that. It's funny when you think like back in the old days, who with the Bears, not the old days, but like you know. When the Peter Briggs Tillman and, was there, yeah. Briggs, they were always known for just they all went for the ball, they went for the ball. Like I feel like our teams, maybe they are coached not to. They're supposed I think to they're tackle. coached not to because you know Zimmer. You Again, know, it's like don't Zim- go for the big play, just don't give up the big play. Yep, his thing. like style is just you know let him let yeah. him get the six yards, mm-hmm. tackle him. When you look at points damage. per game, like we're pretty damn good. So yeah, the offense could just game. get it together. Yeah. Um. Anyways, corners. Yeah, I don't know. They look good as long as uh, we don't have another injury. Which, yeah. overall, I feel like we're pretty healthy. Yeah, for, um, for having camp, yeah. Yeah, like no... Games haven't started yet, though. I know, I know. Usually, I mean, like, who was last year? Easton, Adea Runa. Um, Bauer. Bauer. Like, some of the guys that, like, it's like, he's gone for the year. He's gone for the year. It's just, it sucks. You know, it's like, you just hope it's never one of your, like, main key pieces. So, yeah. Nothing yet. I think the only one that we've had two guys leave on a cart, and I think one's already back. So yeah, and Aviante Collins was at practice yesterday. Yeah, so it doesn't seem like and anything he, serious. Yeah, he wasn't in a boot yeah. or anything mm-hmm. like that. The only just, one that's been serious is the one we didn't know about, which was Bauer towards Achilles, which wasn't even at training camp. So yeah. knock on wood, but we're relatively healthy. No, no, like big terrible injuries in all the NFL. Like I can't think of who's AJ Green. Oh, that yeah, that's probably your big one right there. Yeah, uh, slight tear to yeah, his, his MCL foot or something. Or was it I thought it was MCL. I, thought, yeah, I, thought yeah. it, okay. I, I haven't so, seen it at all. I just yeah. heard from my coworkers. Sounds like he's like gonna that. miss the first two weeks probably because he had to have a surgery. Which yeah, I heard it was. Sure uh, I heard it's like a six to eight week. Yep, eight which kind of puts you right at two to week two, two to four. Yep. So, yep. and if I were uh, the Bengals, being a new head coach. Oh. There are other injuries even probably worse. Jonah Williams. Is that his name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The lineman? Yep, I mean, you lost your first-round pick for the whole season. Yeah. And that was even before camp, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. That would be someone that I would really... And that's something like, if Bradbury went wanted, down, yeah. can you imagine? Like, I know we last year when we did our podcast, we talked about the Nick Easy injury, and we're like, ah, no big deal. Like, he's probably not that much better than, like, Brett Jones and Tom Compton and so on. turns like out... Like, he is. And, and maybe he's, like... Maybe he's not that great, but those guys were terrible. So, like, if we lost Bradbury and had to, to plug in, like, I mean, you'd probably move Alfine over, and then you'd be plugging in Dakota Dozier or Samia as a rookie, or like, I mean, that's a problem. Yeah, like, and so we, like, I don't think we'll take an injury to our line as lightly as we did the Easton thing last year. I think that was a bit of a mistake. No, yeah. Once one, if I hear one of our starters are hurt, then I, then I'm gonna go, oh boy, because yeah. I kind of I, I I know what we have in Rashad Hill. 
I think I know what we have in Isadora. Yeah. Think we I know what we have in Brett Jones. Mm-hmm. And they're and, all backups. Yeah. That's what we know they are. Yep. They're not and, starters. And with Dakota Dozier, I mean, my guess is is there's a reason why we got him for two mil. Yeah, I mean, he, he's... Or vet minimum, whatever yeah. we got. There's probably a reason why he wasn't a commodity. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why he didn't sound like the Billy Turner. Yeah, he did Billy get... Turner, four years, 28 mil. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's the only saying one... more about um, Dozier than it is Turner, because Turner's terrible. Yeah, so uh, that's not good. But I think your only hope would be maybe Sami is the one, like the unknown that yeah. could step it up. But yeah, it's... But, there's a reason why he went in the fourth round, too. Exactly. <laughs> so let's hope we get no injuries. Uh, safeties. Harrison Smith, Anthony Harris. Haven't heard much. No. But I haven't heard anything bad about yeah. Harris. I mean, what do you... They're not going to be... Unless you get a pick, there's not much to say. You can't go light people up over the middle. You can't... Yeah. You just cover yourself. I mean, unless, you're, unless <laughs> I mean, you're, like, legit in the wrong spot. Yeah, yeah. Which, that would I be. mean, there's no reason why they would be because they in this defense. Yeah, and also I feel like years. just as far as spectators, you wouldn't even know half the time if they're in yeah. the wrong spot. Like yeah. that's another thing with the coaches. Like they go back and they go over the film and they probably go, "Hey, you're supposed to be more up the seam than towards the sideline." Where yeah. it's like, as a fan, I'm sitting there. It's like, I don't know, they look good. Yeah. Kirk Cousins ran the ball, so who knows what the <laughs> hell he was supposed to do. Um, and as far as the so J. Ron Curse, I mean, he I think he's a lock. He's just gonna he's gonna be a nickel. He's gonna be a safety. He's gonna be all over the place. Yeah, and uh, special teamer. Yep, and Marcus Epps. So, or, yeah, your other three are Epps, Darren Smith, and Isaiah Wharton. Yep. And I haven't heard much of anything. Have you heard anything? Not really. Like, who's, who's standing out of that group? Nobody, I, I, maybe? I thought, Again, safety's a tough one. I feel like I've seen Marcus Epps' name show up once on Twitter. Yeah. Don't remember I, if it was good or bad, I, but I don't remember seeing the other two at all. Yeah, I haven't heard much at all. The only thing I heard about Epps was pre-training, where I think it was Paul Allen was kind of talking him up a little bit, saying he has like nickel flexibility, could go down and cover in the in the slot. So, I mean, he's the draft pick, so I'll I'll say he makes a team, but not not hearing much about our safeties. Yeah, which you know, I don't know, good or bad, or if it's just again, I, let's get to the games. You know, let's start because a, a lot of it too. I mean, you're, as a safety, I'm sure they're saying don't go. Blow up a receiver. We're, we're come on, yep. same team here. I, I need you to pull up before you get to the ball. Yeah, yeah. so it's kind of tough, and it's you know it's just as long as they're. I mean, if maybe if some of them were making some good pass deflections or interceptions or something, maybe we'd hear more about them. But it doesn't sound like they're doing much of that. So I mean, again, Cousins has only been picked off once. Yeah. So yeah, not a lot of opportunities. Right. And maybe that, and maybe and that's kind of like the thing with the safety, like right place, right time. Kind that's of a lot of what it seems like, you know. Which it, it seems like someone like Anthony Harris somehow finds himself in the right place. Yep. yep. Whereas, the random know, strips, the, uh, yeah, the random like picks. makes the plays. Like, oh, yep. you're just in the back of the defense and he overthrows it. It's like, oh, hey, look at that. It fell right yep. in my arms. Or he's playing robber and the quarterback doesn't think you're supposed yep. to Yep. And you just jump it. Yep. Uh, special teams. I've heard Matt Wiles having a pretty good camp. Good yeah, punts. it sounds like he's, uh, yeah. I don't know how his holding is, but uh, apparently his like punting is his pretty punting's solid. pretty good. Um, had a nice punt yesterday, I, got, or, I heard. Would have been like a fifty-eight yard punt, oh, but yeah. it hit the ten and bounced back ten yards. Oh, so it was really? a forty-eight yard okay, punt, but okay. like, but it, mean, it landed at the ten. That's tough to control the spin on yeah, that. Yeah, yep. I wonder well, how many drills they do of like coffin corner, like you know, trying to pin someone inside the twenty. I, I know. Uh, I saw the Vikings working on the uh, like the keeping ball out of the end zone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yep. the, uh, one of the coaches would just you know. Throw it up and whatnot. And they'd have to try to smack it back in and whatnot, yep. yeah. And honestly, from that video, we weren't very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's, it's going to be a problem. Yep. It's going to be a problem. Yep. I mean, I, and those are always like, 
one of the more funnier things to watch on TV during the game. Oh, so, yeah. You know, it bounces at the one, and the quarterback dives like three yards in the end, most, and it shovels back. it out, and the guy's standing right there. It's like tiptoes. Pins him at the go. one. Yep. Uh, Dan Bailey sounds like, I mean, he got off to a rough start the first day. And yep. since then, I think he's been pretty solid. Seems like he's only been missing just like two or three. Yeah, I think he's like overall like 28 for 37 or something on live kicks, which is maybe not as good as you'd want. But no, because that's like 70%. Yeah, but it's but, still, I mean, some are 50 yarders, some are being held by Thielen, some are being held by, you know, BB. It's like you got a rotating cast yeah. of people. You got two long snappers, you got McDermott and Austin Cutting. I don't know if anyone's done the research on like, is he doing better with cutting? Is he doing better with McDermott? It'll be interesting to see in the preseason games, yeah, you know how they, stuff comes up and who who it kind of like looks like that whole group is best with. You know, is it cutting or is it? That's McDermott? something that uh, I've got to remember to look for, like while I'm watching the preseason, is like the Who's, snaps. Yeah, like McDermott snaps versus cutting snaps. Mm-hmm. And stuff like do they that. come in low? Do they come in high? Does yeah. everything look smooth? Wide, you know, mm-hmm. inside, whatever it is, because like the snap is like the most crucial part. Well, like, field goal. Yeah, like if you if it's high or low, it feel like it throws off the timing. I mean, oh. you got that damn holder's got to like pick it out of the ground and spin it. And yeah. sometimes they can only pick it up out of the ground. They can't. They don't spin, spin it. it. I mean, like uh, when we what was it? That's the the Blair Walsh miss. Laces were uh, laces in. Laces were in. You know. I mean, you know, we all. Know I think what they happened. we all know what happened to uh, Dan Marino. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bastard. <laughs> um, okay, so that is. I think that's everyone. Any other? Um, just t- things you've been hearing from camp, takeaways, game coming up on Friday. What are you most kind of looking forward to? Teddy uh, B. Teddy yep, B. Teddy I mean, B. Obviously. Yeah, you brought it up earlier, the three tech and the receivers. Uh, we were just talking about it, kind of like the long snapping. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we definitely, I'm definitely interested in those three tech receivers. And then I think... I think um, the running back rotation as well. And just I just want to see Madison and see how he looks. Because, like, again, kind of a, a more about a left field pick that we didn't really know, like... Running yeah. back didn't seem like a glaring need. Madison wasn't really on like, a lot of people's radars. And we had thought maybe like rounds four through six we'd take a stab. Never, yeah, not we third. never like thought about like early enough like yeah. third round. The only time I ever really thought about it is if like David Montgomery was still there yep. or like something like that. Not I didn't. Madison wasn't on my radar, and it sounds like he's getting a lot of hype in camp. So it'll be interesting to watch him. And did and Montgomery did go. Earlier than yep, he Madison. went second yeah. round. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, he was a second. I round think player. he was. Second I thought round. he was, okay. Might have been early third. I think mid third. So yeah, I mean, it was, it was uh, Jacobs, Montgomery, Singletary, and Miles. Sa- Miles Sanders was the second rounder. Yeah. Singletary and Montgomery went back to back. Montgomery went one before. Yeah, Singletary. I think did the Bears have a obviously a late second round pick, and I think they. I think they might have moved back. back. Yeah, and it, but it was a pretty big gap between Singletary and Montgomery. Back to Madison because Madison was like the end. It was like a comp pick that yeah. we used. No, it, no, no, it was a because we pick. traded back, 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 and then yeah. finally took him. So be sure to see him. I'm really just interested to see the offensive scheme. I think we kind of know what it's going to look like. It's going to look like Atlanta's did the 49ers, a little San Francisco. But let's or, see it, you know. Yeah, in but a, like, in and action. let's see Kirk Cousins in it. Let's see that offensive line moving. Let's see, and it, and it's going to be a really good uh, showcase because. You know, we, we're going to go right up against, you know, Cam Jordan, Sheldon Rankins. You know, here's the thing. You think they're all going to play? You think Cousins plays? You think these guys all play? A drive? Yeah. I Maybe think, two. I if it's like, three and out, you see them play yeah. two drives. I, remember, I think last year I was watching the first preseason game. Recently I was watching it, watching last year's, and I think that we had one drive with the starters because it was a good drive. Went right down the field, touchdown. Yeah, and we're like, And then, right, okay, like, that was good. Let's get the second seven team in. plays or whatever. Yeah, so if it's three and out, maybe you get two if it's not. So be interesting to see the, the backup quarterbacks. Does it seems like Zimmer, the, during his longevity, it's been 
a series, unless it's 3-0, and yep. you play two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second game, it's maybe you play a quarter, and then third game, they're going a full half. Yep, sometimes you get them opening up the uh, the second half drive. Yeah, if, we're, yeah. You know, if maybe they want to get a little right, more... Yeah. Just a little, yeah. Think a lot of times I feel like they they want to keep working on things that are like, hey, you know what? We want to see a couple more things. Get out there, and then the fourth game they won't play at all. I wouldn't think, right? Nope. So that's kind of like the uh, who's making the roster. That's like the final. You got to showcase your stuff. That's the last one. This is like Carter Scholl. You better go get three sacks because (laughs) Grapes is counting on you. (laughs) That'll be that'll be cool to see. Like even this coming Friday, just the second half, like. Randoms that maybe make a play, like, yeah. oh, who the hell is this guy? Oh, you know? look at that. Marcus Epps with a nice play. Yeah. Finally, we see some okay. stuff. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that probably wraps it up. I think we'll, so we got the game Friday. We'll probably put an episode out, I don't know, maybe that Monday, maybe the weekend, maybe the Saturday or Sunday right after the game. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I know this one was about a week and a half in between, so I think the next one will come out a little quicker. Definitely. And then we'll just be hitting, hitting each preseason week. game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll be coming out weekly, so. All right, we all we all good here. You got any else to add? Anything else? You know? uh, no, go Twins. Yeah, Twins, 0-0, zero, zero, top of third. See you guys. <laughs>